Yeah, so we're we're about to get started. Yeah, so no, no antidotes or anecdotes. How do you say that? An- anecdote. Anecdote. I like I like the anecdotes because or what is it when you it's a cure to antidote. Antidote, like a cure to. So it's an anecdote. I know exactly. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle, and I ain't gonna change my way. When I do what I ought, it don't happen much these days Alrighty, well hey, this is uh, Chris This is DJ And um, and we're here today with Nick from Mill Creek yeah. How's it going, Nick? Good guys, thanks for having me Yeah, yeah, great to have you And we are hanging out at the um, the new loop abode Yeah, the, the new loop um I call it a public public room down here. I've, I've I've hashed this story out for you guys already, but we'll tell everybody else. Yeah. Um, that I think the pink boots. If any of the pink boot members are, are listening, they're going to use this room just as much. Of my wife's member, the pink boots, and 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 this room is for everybody. It's not just a man cave. It's yeah. got a bar. Got a nice TV, record player, and we're in um, the new Loop Casa. I call this the Goldfinch Pub. Is actually what the name of it is. The Goldfinch Pub. Why, why the Goldfinch? We Pub? We are on Goldfinch Avenue. Oh. Yeah, there you go. And there's actually I researched it. There is actually Goldfinch Pub and Brewery in England. So I'm actually um, <laughs> trying to like see if I can get some of their artwork and their logos maybe around here. But that'd be cool. Be cool. Hopefully one day to have taps soon. Um, yeah, I, I can see that behind me. You've got on tap, and you've got a list for, place for bottles and cans. Yeah, um, we got uh, I got a, a master artist um, working um, days and nights and weekends and hours um, decorating my chalkboard wall behind the bar. Thank you, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, and it's it's looking really cool in here. So, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so today we wanted to um, bring Nick on the podcast just to talk about Mill Creek, all the great beer that they've got, and um, yeah, so so first question for you, Nick, on today's podcast is, where's Mill Creek from? Why should we be excited about Mill Creek? What what's what what is there to know? So it's like three questions. But. That is three questions, but we'll, we'll let it slide. Okay, good. Okay, so we're out of Nolensville. It's uh, just south of Nashville, um, about twenty minutes south, kind of a little country town, but growing quick. Now that everyone wants to get the hell out of Nashville because it's unaffordable, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, no, man, we we're uh, just launched in Knoxville, and excited to be here. We've got uh, got our four four beers here right now, um, you know, all drinkable. That's kind of our our take on the beer world is easy drinking, quality beer, not that pinky out, pretentious craft beer. We just want to be no offense, Matt. No offense, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done some reading. Extensive reading on the brewery, I went to the website and clicked the About tab. I mean, I'm pretty well educated. Uh, that's impressive. It is impressive, but it's kind of cool. We'll tell the story on the About tab. But it does. This brewery does have a, a East Tennessee connection. I guess it started with a trip to the Smokies. Yeah, exactly. Our uh, <clears throat> owner, uh, founder, he um, was doing a family trip up to Gatlinburg, and uh, his brother-in-law was a Bud Light drinker to the core. Wouldn't wouldn't touch anything else and he was like hey i'm gonna brew all the beer for the trip and i'm gonna make something that you're gonna drink and so we he had three beers um two of which are actually on our core core four list um and ended up being silo our farmhouse ale was the beer that his domestic drinking brother loved um go figure yeah that's actually really surprising yeah I thought so as well, but when you when you try it, I mean, it's not it's not an over the top saison okay. farmhouse. It's you know it's a Dupont yeast strain, so it's fairly mild. You still get all the ester character you want out of a farmhouse, but it's not overpowering. It's not you know out of this world crazy flavors. It's just a really light, easy drinking farmhouse. Yeah, kind of what you want. I mean, what a farmhouse should be. I think you know. Yeah. After a hard day's work, you drink your farmhouse beer. <laughs> well, I mean, I love going to like a crafty or, um, and I think that 
And uh, wicked weed. We were talking about a wicked weed over, over here that I have, and and those great brews are great, and they have their niche. And you go in there, and it's something exciting, new every time you go in there, and you just like you get punched in the face with flavor. I love them, and we need those breweries. But there's something special mm-hmm. about a brewery like this that just wants to cater to like the the, the person who's just hanging out with their buddies um, on a boat on a plane. On a plane. Whatever, where did that come from? I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you, could be, you, you did hear about that Steelers flight recently, right? No, I did not. It was a flight full of Steelers fans. This is not a joke. Oh, I did hear they that. literally drank the plane dry. Oh, there you go. And then the, the pilot, I think, came on the announcement intercom and was just like, congratulations, you've drinking all the beer. <laughs> that's, a, that's something to be proud of there. It's like when Tennessee um, it was in the Outback Bowl, mm-hmm. um, they, the entire stadium ran out of Jack Daniels. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to be proud of. Well, well, I mean, heck, when we were at um, at the, uh, the the Food City game, the not the Food City game, but... The, the Battle of Bristol. The Battle of Bristol, yes, thank you. They ran out of beer there, didn't they? So, basically, football fans and Tennesseans love beer and whiskey, is what we just said. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, back to the point, well. back to the point was that... It's really kind of it's kind of cool to see that that people that are just making trying to make good solid um, everyday beers like like I want to go to Crafty and have that um, Pina Colada PA and just have that <laughs> beer that just kind of just punches me in the face and and, and it's something just different and crazy I want to come back for it's almost like for me like going to Crafty or going to Wicked Weed or someplace like that it's almost like an event like you make you you take take time out of your day and you, you schedule it and you go there and, and you want to try the different flavors and stuff. And like, kind of this is this, this kind of beer to me is you go there and just hang out buddies, get it six pack to go or hang out. Um, and, and you just enjoy almost, almost kind of an everyday beer. Is that what they're, they were going for? Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, uh, we all like crazy beer, high gravity beer, you know, the stuff that's pushing the envelope as much as anyone else, but, when it comes down to it, like, I don't sit and drink a six-pack of 12% beers. Like, yeah. I would probably die. <laughs> but, you know, it's and, and it kind of came down to, like, I mean, what's what's in your fridge on any given day that you're, you're daily drinkers? They're not, you know, necessarily a crazy beer. They're just an easy-drinking, solid beer that, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I, I like some PBR from time to time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and that's kind of where we, we saw ourselves falling it's uh you know just yeah the everyday drinker the thing that you there's no reason it can't can't make good beer yeah i mean every day and i would agree with that i'm drinking the landmark right now and the one thing i'm tasting is just what you said everyday beer Mm -hmm. it's not it's not bad it's really good um but but i don't have to think about it it just i know it tastes like beer yeah it tastes like good beer and I think there's, you know, there's definitely a place for that in the market. I mean, that's a great way to enter the market, and it's also a way to be a staple. If people know you're, you've got a good beer and they know you're reliable for good, consistent flavor, then mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, we're to, we'll never make that heady topper or plenty of the elder, yeah. but that's fine. You know, we'll leave it to the crafties, to the alliances, to the, the local breweries that are really pushing the envelope. Um, you know, and especially coming out of Nashville where there's a ton of breweries in Nashville now. And there's some really good breweries popping up finally, you know, and the state in general has just come a long way. Um, and that was our way to kind of find our niche. Yeah. And differentiate ourselves. Cool. You know, we also sell a lot in uh, like off-premise sales. So that was kind of another big thing. Like we don't, we want you to buy six packs at home, drink it. And then come back the next day and buy another six pack and repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. You said uh, I think before we started recording that you're from Nashville. Yeah, I grew up in Nashville. Um, <clears throat> kind of my entry to the beer world was working for a company called Head for Profits. Um, they do draft system maintenance, line cleaning, um, kind of that whole shebang. And uh, so I worked with them. Um, moved to Chattanooga with them to kind of start the East Tennessee market, um, then found my way up to Knoxville. Um, left that job, went back to bartending, and uh, this opportunity came around, and 
I hopped on it because why not? Beer's fun. I love beer. Who doesn't love beer? Who doesn't? If you're listening to this podcast and you don't love beer, I'd have to question why you're listening. Exactly. (laughs) With with one one exception, I'll give a shout out to my grandmother who I'm pretty certain listens to every episode, even though I don't think it's been, I think it's probably been like 60 years since she's touched a beer or something like that. But we'll have to have her. Hi, Grandma. (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to have her on at some point to um to try out some beer so anyways <laughs> you've um you're introducing you're helping introducing this beer it, how long has it been in the market in the knoxville market or just um i guess distributing in market too what's the, the footprint knoxville uh we launched the first year so yeah. this will be our second week um the brewery has been around technically you know we contract brewed one of the beers through Blackstone out of Nashville nice. um, in 2014. Cool. And then uh, the brewery itself opened about eight months ago. Nice. Um, so we're, you know, fairly new, but, you know, trying to... Well, what was the kind of the business plan? And do you know of... We got a lot of small breweries in here, and a lot of them are starting um, tap room first, building sure. uh, funds, and, and then going to distributing. And what was the... I mean, you guys seem to be distributing right off the bat. Was that just... Something they want to do right off the bat, or is that laws or something? I see on the website that it was just, I guess you guys tap room. Is that just Corrala Fields only, or? Yeah, so it has been actually Nolansville, where the brewery is located. Uh, their city ordinance um, was you could not sell a pint to consume on premise unless you sold like 20, 30 percent food. Mm. Um, so we couldn't. There's no actual bars in Nolansville. Uh, so that we actually. Uh, had to change some city ordinances just to be able to uh, do pints. No, Kafka has fought the same fights. Yes, yes, they have. Um, but they couldn't even sell growlers, yeah, right? They, yeah, they, I think just now they're able to sell growlers. They yeah. couldn't. They couldn't brew beer on premise until like they had to. They had to fight to be able to actually brew and oh. have a brewery. And they've they've changed their law the laws of their county like. Just don't mean them have to change their laws big time. But. Yeah, and they're you know they're great guys, and they've really helped. You know, kind of, I feel like they kind of get lost because their presence is not huge. But when you really look at what they've done for the beer world in the state, I mean it's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they've been around for a long time. You know they've helped change laws. They've worked with people like Linus from Yazoo to help kind of draft legislation. I mean they're. There's some good dudes, and we would not be the same state without them, put it that way. Mm. So, back to Mill Creek here. Um, I lost my train of thought. You're good at that. <laughs> it's called ADHD. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, you, you mentioned you mentioned contract brewing as a way to start. Um, I recently talked to a brewery in town, which um, shout well, actually not a brewery, a brewery that might be coming into town. Um, actually, a little bit of a resurrection. Um, I don't know that I can say anything about it yet, so I'm just going to keep it quiet. But when I was talking to them, they said their strategy was to contract brew first. So just curious, um, were you around for any of that? I mean, do you have any experience with the the contract brewing side or seeing how that affected business? Or was that, I mean, sounds like they just really sold and that was what got them got them out the door first, as opposed to hey, this is an experienced brewer, and they got a bunch of investors together and built a brewery, and then started selling the beer. So, no, and that was it. Was a uh, contract brewing was an easy avenue for uh, for our founder to start the company because I mean, we start looking at what it costs to start a brewery. It ain't cheap. Either you're going really small, or you're getting some major investors, or some really huge bank loans. So it was a way. You know, it was, we did Little Darlin', our citrus wheat, um, kind of always been a top seller for us, but that was the beer that he contract brewed first, and I mean, it was just a great way to get in the market, to build support, to have a distributor behind you, and then find investors, um, which is really what it came down to, I mean, because, yeah, it ain't cheap. So that was his avenue, and it, you know, we're seeing more and more people do that, I think, because... Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, no one really knew how it, navigating the crazy laws of the state, I think, has really thrown a lot of people for a loop, and so no one really was doing it. You know, Blackstone, 
they have a long history of contract brewing. They were brewing stuff mm-hmm. for Shafley um, for a long time. So they're, they were very helpful for us as far as how to navigate that world, how to get the right permitting. Um, so we're definitely indebted to those guys. I mean, they're, they're stand-up guys, and we appreciate everything they've done. But yeah. we wouldn't be here today without them. Make some good beer, too. They do. Won some great awards. Um, they probably have the best lab in the state, like hands mm. down, maybe even the southeast. I mean, it's impressive. Mm. Um, and they've been a continued resource for us that um, <clears throat> they've got some really knowledgeable folks that have been there for a long time, have been in the beer industry for a long time, um, especially on like the quality control side. Um, so we worked with them a lot recently. We just bought a dissolved oxygen meter. You know, if you're distributing that becomes a big, big issue if your can sits on the shelf for any period of time and you've got a lot of dissolved oxygen, you're going to have oxidation, you're going to have flavor loss. It's, you know, basically cuts your shelf life in half. Um, so they were a great resource in figuring out where we needed to be, how we needed to dial things in, how we needed to change kind of our processes to get to a place that we're, you know, making good beer that's not going to be bad in a month especially when you're doing a lot of hoppy beers oxygen light and oxygen the two things that'll kill your beer faster than anything else um so we're at this point it's kind of impressive we're down to between 50 and 60 parts per billion in most of our canning runs i mean that's you know industry standard is much higher than that cool Um, so we're excited you know maybe our beer could sit for like Two years and not be bad. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, that's a great way to sell to a you know to a Kroger or something like that. It, it can sit for a long time. So yeah, it'll be fine. Fast, you know, don't worry about it. It'll be good. Got a good shelf life with that. Right. That's awesome. We actually had a, uh, some of the lager that ended up sitting back in the brewery for a while, and we tried it recently, and you know it was definitely over that one twenty shelf life mark, and it was still like, wow, that's not bad. <laughs> not great i wouldn't want to sell it anyway yeah. but it's drinkable um this kind of brings me on another topic i remember and i've seen a lot on this the different social media and stuff and you've been a part of it there's been a kind of a little bit of a growler debate on the social media there has um, growler debate yeah, I, I, like, I think i've been i haven't been a part of yeah, this yeah and so it's really probably curious. about the should have been i mean like a lot of town a lot of a lot of uh uh Different breweries in town are going to crowlers, and some are still filling growlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my personal opinion on the matter is, is if you're going to get a growler, it's going to it's instant consumption. Yeah, get it, take it to a party, and it's gone within an hour or less. Yeah, that's my kind of opinion of it. And there, and then, and uh, you had some. I mean, Mills um, Creek does fill growlers. Is there something? Are they going to? Uh, do crowlers? Or are they going to? Is it? they strictly all their packaging at the at the site. Say if somebody's listening, this in Nashville wants to go visit, and they just can they? Uh, as all I can do is a crowler. And what, and what is your kind of thoughts on that too? Yeah, so we at the brewery we only do growlers. Um, you know, I don't think we have any any desire to do a crowler. I think uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's been a, a hot debate lately. There have been some articles written. You know, what's better. You know, and I think it, it really comes down to how the beer is treated. Mm. I think you can you could say that, yeah, Crowler might be better long term, but if you do a really bad job of filling it or, you know, not cleaning your beer lines or, you know, a laundry list of things, it doesn't matter the vessel that it's going into. Mm. It's still going to, you know, be subpar beer. Um, you know, I think purging, again, going back to oxidation, I mean, you're, it takes like one molecule of oxygen to actually you know do any damage you know and you multiply that by a thousand and i mean it's inevitable that you are going to introduce oxygen when you're pouring beer into something no matter if you purge it or not you're going to get some oxygen in there and that's the nature of the beast and it's all about kind of how do we keep that low and you know the other thing is that a growler is still a sealed vessel i mean with a proper fill and a top that is put on tightly that is also a quality top. I mean, there's, I've definitely pulled a growler that I forgot about in the back of my fridge months later, and it was like, wow, that's still carbonated, it still tastes fine. So I think it, 
it comes down to preference, I think, from, from the establishment. Um, I've heard people argue that, you know, crowlers are great because they're recyclable. Um, well, technically, so is a growler. Well, not in Knoxville anymore, now that you can't recycle glass. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking about <laughs> yeah. a, a single-use um, container versus something that, I've had growlers that I've had for years. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't drop it and break it, I mean, it's, it it's, will last forever. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, I think, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's one of those eternal debates that people will argue about for forever. Yeah, um, I mean, it's cool. that I like the fact that they do use uh, growlers at the facility. Like, I, yeah. I, I would probably, if I, if I was there and I was um, going to a Titans game or a, or in a tailgating for the for a soccer match coming up, I'm going to a soccer match there in the summer. I might swing by the brewery and fill up a couple growlers and have them for my tailgate. Yeah, I like that option where like you you're able to get a Container of several things and have for your party and stuff. Where, when when you don't use a growler, you're limiting yourself. Like on, and I don't think the quality is going to be if you're, especially if you're consuming it in a reasonable amount of time, it's not going to reflect it bad. And and also, I think their style of beers kind of. They're. I don't mean like like we were. I was talking on earlier like. I wouldn't go get a wicked weed and a growler, maybe, but a lager, a simple, more of a simple lager, I might do that because I don't think that that the off flavors or that are going to be as drastic of a change. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I I would agree, and you know I think we'll just put the the other reason we would have no interest in doing a growler is because we've got cans. Yeah, like it, you're already canned. You're already yeah. canned. Yeah. So yeah, well, buy a six pack. And I think people, yeah, it's it's cool to go to the brewery. It's fun to see where it's made. It's fun to interact with the people, you know, that work there. Um, so, I mean, that, there's an infinite amount of reasons why tap room sales are important to your business. But, I mean, I think, yeah, does it matter the vessel? I mean, crowders are great because you can take them places you can't take something that's glass. Yeah. You know, I I don't really care. If you want to do a crowler, you know, do it. That's awesome. Like, they're... They're a wonderful thing. The the argument that I hear the most comes from people that are like the brewers themselves that are thinking, I want to protect the craft that I've made. And I would much rather someone drink it out of something that they're going to drink in one sitting. So if you open a can, you can't reseal it. That's why I've seen Crowlers used a lot, at least in Knoxville. I've heard that logic. And um, it's, ooh, DJ just opened another beer. I think I'm going to fall asleep. Um... But but that's that's the logic that I've heard um, from from some of the brewers in town anyway. But but for me, I mean, I'm, it's like it's I, I think of it like a two liter. If you're going to get a growler, you know it's going to go flat potentially if you open it and drink it over a weekend. So if you're fine with buying a two liter and drinking a two liter, <laughs> then you got to expect that beer is going to do the same thing because they're both carbonated. They're both going to do the same thing, but. Again, a lot of, I think it just, you know, if I buy something from Casual Pint, they're not going to care. If I buy something from a local brewery, they may care a little more because if I go and share that beer, it may not be the same quality that it would be otherwise. And so I think that's the reason there's so um, so much debate of it because I think the brewers want you to have the best version of their beer that you can. But, you know, I may not care. I may have it. Yeah. You know, I may enjoy it this way, and that may be the best way for me to enjoy it. And I may not mind if it gets flat. But I think that's, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's about how your beer is represented when it leaves your uh, your tap room. You know, you're sharing it with your friend from out of state who tries it, and then, you know, we're in the day of a day and age where things get on, on social media, you know, on tap, things like that, and all of a sudden you're getting a, a bad review because... Some dude didn't take care of a growler or let it go flat and then tried to serve it with somebody. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's like anything. I mean, it's it's an art, it's a craft, it's something that you want to be well represented when it goes out into the market or, you know, just anywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I think it's something that we will argue about for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... People have opinions, man. People have opinions. <laughs> Lots of opinions. And I like to post them a lot. But we've been drinking. 
and enjoying, and really enjoying, enjoying. Um, some the Mill Creek beer here. And would you would you care to go through like a? a I guess I got yeah. There's one more. There is. We got the darling. I haven't had the little darling yet. That's because that's my next one. Little D. I guess I'll just do that one. I guess I'll have to have four beers during our podcast. <laughs> Advantages of to being low alcohol, you know. There you, go. you can yeah. drink four. Would you care to do a little rundown here with us? Yeah, sure thing. Oh, we'd love just, to hear about them. Let's, uh, okay, Woodshed. Woodshed, that is our IPA. It's uh, 4.5%. Um, you know, we get a lot of people who are like, well, why don't you call it a session IPA? And it's like, well, because when you put the word session in front of something, you have a preconceived notion of what that beer is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I don't think this beer drinks like it's 4.5. Um, it has a blast of flavor. It's got as much, it's like three pounds per barrel. I mean, it's on par with any any other IPA in the market right now. Um, ton of dry hop, mostly uh, post-boil hop. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's geared to be that you get all the aroma you want from a hoppy beer. Yeah. You know, it's not bitter, um, which I really appreciate that how the IPA world has gotten away from how bitter can we make this beer? You know, it's a... Uh, because there's so much flavor you get out of a hop that is lost when it's just thrown in the kettle and boiled for an hour. You know, it's it, there's a lot of subtle flavors that... That's the beauty of the dry hop beers. That's the beauty of where IPAs are going these days is that there is so much subtlety in that flavor that's only brought out when when it's, you know, not heated. Um yeah, I mean, it's a mostly Citra, Centennial, and Galaxy, um, you know, kind of three core, like, awesome hops, three of my favorites, actually, mm. you know. Um, no, I mean, I love Citra hops. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere right now. It's yeah. uh, I pretty much buy it automatically if I see the word Citra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's super expensive right now, where it has been, to buy. Yeah, hard to get. I mean, it's people have these contracts on hops for, you know, five years from now. You know, and it, that's the insane thing about like kind of getting into the this side of it onto the. I mean, you don't realize that there's literally people that are waiting five years to get their allotment of citra hops. Oh. You know, and in five years it'll probably be something else. You know, yeah. they've moved on to the next hot thing, and then they can be retro. They can. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard had a Citra hop in a long time. <laughs> so old so school. 2016. <laughs> now, uh, next now, I, I'm I just have them lined up arbitrarily here on the um, bar, so we're not going in any kind of order. Um, and um, actually, you know, you could never mind. Um, never mind. So I love the farmhouse L, which is I guess your the, the owners yeah. friends. Kind of Easy drinker that kind of introduced him to craft beer. Started it all. Yeah, so, you know, it's a farmhouse. Um, DuPont, East Strain, really traditional um, Belgian-style farmhouse. Um, the highest alcohol we make right now, it's 5.2%. Um, you know, still I think you get all of, all the flavor you want from, from a, a farmhouse ale without being over the top. Still drinkable. You'll kind of see that across the board. I mean, you're, they're geared towards you drinking more than one. Like, I want you to go to a bar and have a couple. I want you to take a six-pack home and, you know, drink it drink it all. Drink, drink a couple, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. get blackout. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's one that's really grown on me, I think, the most of the four. I mean, I think I'm an IPA lover. I love Woodshed. You didn't have to twist my arm to drink that one. You know, Silo was... Probably the one that I went into with, like, well, I don't really, not my favorite style, but the more I drink it, the more I'm like, ah, oh, that's just a really good beer. I can't wait for summertime just sitting yeah. on the lake or. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking it right now and I really like it. So it's a quality beer, man. I uh, gotta give it to our, our brewers and, and our owner. You know, they've, they've done a great job. They made a, a really solid lineup and continue to, you know, that, that's the other big thing, we consistency. The fact that, you know, we can, that's, 
I hate going to a place and knowing what a beer is supposed to taste like because you've had it before, and you go and you're like, wow, that's totally different. Yeah, exactly. And not in a good way. Like sometimes you get those good changes. Um, or So, I mean, that's... Uh, our brewmaster's been around for a while. She got her start in a brew pub. Yeah. Um, so um, I know she... Kind of cool, uh, another female brewer out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, your, brew, um, your brewer's a... She's a lady. She's a, she's lady. a lady. Oh, boy. Wow. Becky, yeah, she's... Um, Got her start at we Rock Bottom. Wrangler her on the podcast one day. How yeah, about, help us out. To. We'll go down there and visit. Oh yeah, yeah hang yep. out. I mean, might drink up the profits. <laughs> but um, no, you know she. So I know she hates that she has to sit there and brew, you know, the same beer every day. Yeah, well, yeah. Coming from a brew pub, especially where she had free range, she could do basically whatever she wanted. So she's itching to to get something, you know, small batch mm-hmm. kind of stuff going, especially once the Tap room can go to, uh, you know, pint sales. Yeah, we'll oh, really is that start. coming up soon? It is. We uh, we actually went in front of the beer board two weeks ago, last week. Um, I actually have not heard whether or not we got approved, but I feel pretty confident. We, Nolensville is a small enough place. We have a really good relationship with with the community. They've been really supportive of us. Um, you know, we we don't sell any cans out of the out of the brewery because there's a gas station right next door that. It sold like 2,000 cases in, in six months. And you're just like, well, we don't want to piss you off, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's, we priced our growlers higher um, because there's a guy also right up the street that has three of our beers on tap all the time. That's the only wow. three beers he has. He sells a ton of growlers. And, you know, we, wanna, we want the community behind us because that's important. Yeah. You're, I, uh, I like the fact that you guys are taking a different approach uh, to starting up a, a startup brewery. Like, most of them, like I said, like here in Oxford, are very uh, taproom focused, and they're they yeah. get, and this kind of it's kind of a, yeah. I know it has something to do with the laws of the county and the laws of the state and stuff that you're working with, but you said let's not let that stop us. Yeah, let us go forth, and you know what? We can do package, we can do growlers, and we'll kind of. Um, Figure out what we can do to get the pot sales in town or whatever. I really, I kind of commend the owners to a lot of a lot of uh, brewers would have been like, "Hey, uh, well, can't do pot sales, can't do a tap room right offhand. Well, let's move to such and such. Let's find a different location." Yeah, yeah. you guys kind of they they kind of it seems like they kind of stuck home and like, let's develop the culture mm-hmm. instead of just moving or going somewhere else. Yeah, you know, and I think part of it too is like we found a really great like location and we did not, you know, it was a great price. It was what we were looking for. It was a lot of square footage. We were in a position we can grow in. Um, I think that's unfortunately a lot of people get stuck in that position where it's like you're tiny and you've got no room to expand without getting a whole new facility. Um, so that was what really drove and it's like, why would you, why would not being able to sell a pint affect where you want to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially since we always wanted to can. Um, you, you know, we, we actually started with Toucan uh, doing the mobile oh, canning. Can. Uh, you know, they've got a huge, huge um, market share right now of these small breweries because, I mean, canning lines are not cheap. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. And um, that was a big. We were excited when we could finally afford to buy a canning line because I don't want to say anything bad about Toucan, but you know, there have definitely been some quality control issues that you know, we've seen just with our own beer and I've you know, unfortunately seen with other people's beer. Um, and you hate that to ruin a quality product when it's a, a small thing that could have you know, made a huge difference in the long run. Yeah, which on a side note, I think um, Toucan is a really unique um, value add, at least to the Nashville market. I don't know that's if that's definitely. common in other cities, but that's a brilliant idea to have a mobile canning unit yeah. that goes around and cans beer for Asheville, I mean, it was, yeah, it, it, a that, lot of different breweries. No, Asheville had a they do. I can't remember what that one's called. No, but yeah, that had a I saw that. Unit. Um, EJ, maybe we need to start that in Knoxville. That, that would be it. Cool. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't have that idea. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. I mean, it's huge. It's it's helped a lot of people get their beer further than just out of the tap room, yeah, or just keg sales. Because when it comes down to it, 
there's only so many taps in any city. And, you know, if there's a 50 local breweries all competing for, you know, 100 accounts, you know, it's silly to, to think that you're going to win out every time because you're not. Um, and you're fighting against the big boys, you know, and look at all the breweries AB has bought or, or Miller Coors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're it's been buying, it was buying his brewery for a while. Yeah. We talked about it, I think, a couple podcasts ago or last podcast about... Um, uh, a couple couple podcasts uh, yeah, ago. About, uh, what, what, was, was it? what was it? Um, I kind of took the capitalist One billion dollars? <laughs> yeah. Dallas Point, one billion? With that's, insane. that's insane. That's <clears throat> insane. Crazy. And, yeah. You know, that's one of those that I think you... You cannot discredit them because no, if I mean, somebody offered I mean, me a check for a billion dollars, I'd be like, Peace. I'm out. Yeah, man. Exactly. Part well, of, if anybody wants to buy this podcast for a billion dollars, we will <laughs> happily sell. I'll give you all my equipment and uh, no questions asked. A billion dollars. Yes, take it. We'll, um, we'll go out and make our proud beer podcast. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> our richer beer podcast. <laughs> our swimming in cash podcast. <laughs> the Scrooge Big Duck podcast. Exactly. Exactly. But here, the, the sound of swimming through cash. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's going to be amazing. Um, but here's the next in line here the vintage lager. I mean, which, which I really like. And. and Forgive me my ignorance. You mentioned PBR. Maybe it's because you said it. I just thought it, but it kind of tastes no, like PBR, I, I, and not in a bad way either. No. I like PBR. I actually, what I was, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to him earlier about Alfred and a, um, a Yingling. It almost ta- sound, tastes like a, a better quality Yingling. I was about to say it's better than Yingling, so don't yeah, make like, say it is. I'm, I'm almost not, I'm a not saying that Yingling's bad or anything. No, it's I like not. Compliment sandwich. We, we said that no, earlier. No, no, no. I, I love you. We have a roll of compliment sandwich. That was the title of our last podcast. I know. Just, if you say, if you say <laughs> a bad thing, you can say like two good things to have a compliment yeah, sandwich. I like it. You got to start with a good thing, though. Because yeah, if you just say the bad thing, then... Yingling's awesome. This tastes like a better quality. <laughs> a higher quality Yingling. This is what... I, I don't know. Is that a compliment? No, that's is just that like... That, that's two compliments in compliment, a row. That's a just higher quality Yingling. We'll take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, like... It, it is a vintage lager, right? Correct. So, so it does have that more classic style. And Yingling's supposedly the oldest beer in America. Yeah. And um, PBR is one of the oldest beers also in America. This so, is true. Because they won, like, what, the 1918 World's Fair for their Blue Ribbon beer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah in Chicago, I think, or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a long, <laughs> long time ago. So long, long enough to be vintage, both yeah. of them. <laughs> What's the story behind <laughs> this one here? So it's it's technically a Hellas Lager, um, you know. We again, kind of with the approachable drinking of the beer, we also wanted the names not to scare people away because mm. the average consumer doesn't necessarily know what a Hellas Lager is. Yeah, you know? and we don't want that to be what keeps you from from drinking it. Um, but you know, and it is it is it's kind of a more of a old school German style, you know, German hops. Yeah. Um, German malt, you know, it's it's meant to be everything you want out of a good quality lager beer, you know, and that I think it's a really underserved style uh, mm-hmm. it right is. now. Uh, I concur. Uh, well, lagers take longer to make. They do. They are a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. They tie up, but you know, and small breweries don't want to waste that time when they could be brewing other beer. No, and that's exactly when you have X amount of uh, fermenter space. That's the last thing you want to do. Is oh, mm-hmm. we got eight weeks to. Hang out and do nothing, you know. But I think uh, we're seeing more of it. I think some of the bigger craft breweries are starting to, to jump on the bandwagon. Um, you know, I would like Russian River's got a apparently a wonderful pilsner right now that's mm. nice and hoppy. Um, actually, uh, Ben from Black Horse, uh, let me try his oh, his pilsner. It is good, good friend really, of the podcast. Really, really good. Have they, uh, have they released that yet? I don't know. He he pulled me a growler for my birthday, and it was phenomenal. You might have got the birthday special. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. We'll have to go, have to go in there and try it. Soon. Yeah, you better go was, bug him about it. I was yeah. just there on Sunday as part of our Sunday night crew, uh, the Black Horse crew, and um, I did not see a Pilsner on there, but I don't typically look for Pilsners, but I sure. do like them. They're good. Now the last in our lineup here, we 
which I'm about to do the hey, pizza. I'm proud of it. Little D. DJ, Little I D. have to drive like home, so I may have to sample that one. You may have to Little share D. that one. <laughs> it's only four or five. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> only four or five. And, <laughs> and I can hang around a little bit. I, I like uh, the fact that all of these beers are in that have two or three range. Yeah. They're, they're not in that, uh, like, that, that high range. One and done. One and done. None of these are one like, and done. Yeah. I mean, I remember being like the... I was very in the the, the um, like the European and the English and the the uh, imports, and that's what you could get in Knoxville. Yeah. Um, but then when really craft beer started hitting hard, and you can start to get it here in this town, and and places started opening up, and you can go get stuff. I mean, I was just trying everything I could get a hold of, and taking the bottles home, and I'd have a, friends over, would have a bottle share or. or um, everybody bring beer, get beer. Next thing you know, you're drinking something ten percent. Next thing you know, you can't have anything else because <laughs> you're like holding the table. Or you drink that super sour yeah. or super hoppy or super hot, spicy, whatever beer that just like I call them the con- conversation killers. They just you can't have anything else the rest of the night because you're just not grossed out. But it's like okay, this is good, but this is this has got to be it. This is just too yeah. funky. Yeah. So I, I love these because the I mean when I have the, the crew over for a soccer match here at the, the Goldfinch Pub, um, <laughs> these are the kind of beers I want to serve. These are the kind of beers I want everybody to crack open and have a couple and watch the match. And mm-hmm. uh, not I really. And I mean, of course, everybody want, everybody wants to be safe and stuff, but they can have a couple and they're not going to be hammered. And I'm not going to have to be worried about about, about them the rest of the day or yeah. you know what I'm saying. So these are something I would serve here, and be fine with it, and, and be not knowing that one's not going to kill like knock somebody over. Kill somebody. <laughs> so I really like this, but yeah. the little D, little D, the big D, bring a little D. I will say, just um, so far between the silo and the landmark. Oh, oh, that looks yeah. I've I've got one here. I think I just said I'm going to have a whole another one because he's. I mean, seriously, I, I didn't know what to expect. I've never had Mills Mill yeah. Creek before and didn't know what That's to expect from beer. Very last one, or nice. Is it that one? But I, I will say. It's not technically heavy. <laughs> so you don't need the heavy glass. You don't yeah. need the heavy glass? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a wheat beer. Yes, American oh, yeah. style wheat. Oh, okay. I do cool. So it's, um, uh, but I, I was just going to say, I, I will say this has been a very quality, like all these beers have, have good, crisp quality to them and i mean seriously like i'm gonna buy these now like if i if i'm just if i can't decide what to have for a beer like this is a great thing to fall back on and and if yeah and and not to say that a bad way but it's like you know they're they're good styles i like to try things i haven't had before when i go out yeah but if i can't find anything that i like i mean this is a solid beer or if i need something i mean honestly with food i like beers that are consistent yeah i don't like to have a you know, a wicked weast, Pacific most mango, guave, and goza. You know, when I'm when I when I'm trying to just have something. something? I, no, I'm uh, guessing. I'm yeah, completely yeah. guessing, DJ. Um, you know, I'm. But you know, I, I don't like to have that with something when I, I have no clue how you know how that's going to even affect my palate when I have my favorite steak or for sure something for dinner. So yeah, I think that's the. There are a time and a place for like I, you know, I would drink that beer after dinner, like it would or before, you know, like something yeah, that it's a dessert, it's Some, not, something like that. Yeah, and it's either going to you know clash with your meal or it's just gonna you know, you're not gonna get a full appreciation of it, I guess. Exactly. Um, you know, and I I still feel like the way with some IPAs, like I love IPAs, but sometimes I drink them when I'm eating, and it's just like. They just clash and yeah. I mean, work. you know, you have to almost pair it with something like it depends on what you're eating. But like, I'll if if I super spicy, yeah, I want an IPA. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's the way I kind of a floral with a hint of bitter IPA with a. Um, I had um, I went to that new. Um, it's I can't remember the name of it right offhand. It's. Saucer, I guess the guy who owns owns Saucery's and the guy who was in the did bricks opened up that new fast casual um, Indian place. Oh, oh yeah. yes, and that's really by by the way. Side note, really good. 
I went in there and for the first time, I was uh, around looking for dinner. I guess the wife wasn't home. She was. Uh, I was saying that wives have to cook dinner all the time. <laughs> I went with so, my wife, yeah, DJ. I know. No, I but I went in there. Quality time, the, unlike uh, you. I guess the wife was working or something. We didn't cook dinner together. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. There, there you go. But um, I went in there and uh, and ordered me some ordered me some uh, Indian food and, and they said, "Would you like a beer or a coke or whatever?" And, a beer? I'm like, I'm kind of hurt up. I'm like, I didn't really expect beer to be in this place. I mean, it's kind of more of a, I didn't have the bar feel to it. I looked over and Alliance Belgo <laughs> was there. I'm like, yeah, Hell. Belgo with um, spicy Indian food. Check me in. That is actually a really good combination. Yeah, so I had like the spicy. Oh, yeah, well, we you can, can say bathroom break. Hey, we're not. We're drinking too much beer. I gotta pee. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's we'll typical. It, we'll we're about forty five minutes in. I, I was like, what? Why haven't we stopped yet? We'll okay. take a five. Yeah, we'll take a five. We'll take a five here. I know. I, I should have. Yeah, that was a wasted burp. <laughs> we we are back, and the way I paused it too, I probably will uh, have to go back and really hunt for the break in the podcast. But it's okay. Okay, it's okay. We're, we're we're back in the podcast here. We took a little potty break. Yep, yep. We're so, uh, uh, all refreshed, ready for more beer. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> ready for uh, another. He was so timid minutes. about the potty break, and I'm like, apparently he hasn't <laughs> listened at all. Darn you! No. We, uh, we, we still don't have a professional signal for I need to take a pee. And, uh, you know, like, DJ just kind of points. Yeah. He's like this right here. This needs to be taken care of. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, we're working on it. So if, I mean, any Twitter, um, uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, just uh, what would be a professional way to signal for potty? I know. I would, I would love it if someone would interact with us because yeah. we're, we're so lonely yeah. i'm kidding we have listeners we, we love you guys um speak up please say something uh, what's the <laughs> sign for a bathroom i can uh, I ask my wife uh, I, i'm gonna text her to come down here real quick yeah. so i'm gonna I'm, I, this is real time you're, you're asking her to give us oh because yeah. she knows sign language mm-hmm. she's fluent in asl so yeah, we're working on this right now. This is in progress. Hold tight. This is going to be hilarious. By the way, I just want to say, <laughs> did not expect the podcast to take this direction when we got back. No, but yeah, but it did. But it's always we're interesting. We're, we're going we're, there. We're drinking yeah. the little darling. Which do we go over little darling or we just we were that? I think I think I think you started saying bit. it was a hefeweizen, and then Nick was like, no. American so so what is it? That's an American wheat. Okay. Um, it is got a bunch of coriander and both sweet and bitter orange peel. So you get a ton of ton of that citrusy character. Um, For sure. It's like better blue moon and yeah. that you don't need an orange to go in. You know, well, kinda, I was actually that kind of funny that you said that. that um, I have um, a brother-in-law who is a blue moon. Blue moon is his his thing and. And that's the carafe beer that I drink. Yeah, exactly. That's that's his thing. And and um, and by, by the way, I lost a bet too. We bet on that. My brother-in-law. We might have to video this for the podcast. Oh, what is it? What'd you do? I have to chug a Bud Light Lime. Oh, it was some kind of football game podcast. Ugh. I don't know if they make it in cans or just a straight bottle or whatever. I, I have a terrible memory associated with Bud Light Lime because. Yeah. Bud Light Lime came out about the same time that, um, well, I was in college. And um, this is probably not going where you think it is, but I just remember it came out and I was trying one because one of my buddies was like, hey, you got to try this Bud Light Lime. And we were at a friend's house and they had been growing jalapenos. Now, something I've learned about jalapenos over the years, the greener they are, the hotter they are. Like the more rich and like truly yeah. vibrant green it's it's bad um and uh I, re- I just remember and thankfully this was not me but i remember trying one and it was like insanely miserably hot <laughs> and um combine that with the bud light lime and my buddy who had gotten the bud light lime who had tried the jalapeno who then threw up because he ate a whole one in one bite 
Um, yeah, it just was not a good time. and Bud Light Lime go hand in hand. You know, but if there's something I want to have an aversion to, it's Bud Light Lime. So that's okay. That's okay. There are definitely worse things. Yes. But no, no compliment sandwich needed there. <laughs> no compliment the sandwich to the Bed They're not listening at all. No, not at all. Not at all. If, if anybody at Embed is listening, your beer sucks. <laughs> no compliment sandwich needed. No, actually. Yeah, anyways, the beer that you bought actually, some of the beers you've bought have been pretty good. I was about to say they've. they've I don't know. I purchased. hope they stay good. Right. We'll, we'll, that. See. We'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. Still be space dust in a year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, time will tell. But uh, back to uh, back to the blue moon thing is that I was drinking this and going, I am going to get my brother in law to drink a good, uh, Tennessee beer from now on. Yeah, I'm going to have stock this. I'm going to stock this in the fridge for him when he comes over, instead of having to be embarrassed. Buy my crap here, geeks. Buying Blue Moon at the grocery store. So that's what I thought. And I was like, this is, because I, I, I mean, Highland has Razor Wit. Yeah. Um, then there's, there's several other breweries um, that um, White Zombie. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. a, is a good, um, kind of almost that in that Blue Moon vein, mm-hmm. that Belgian uh, white, I guess, I mean, the, um, style that I've, um, that I've always loved, but but this one I think is almost the most presentable to the kind of the normal like the Applebee's guys. What I want to yeah. call it to, yeah. I mean, the guy who goes to Applebee's and gets a Sam Adams or a Blue Moon with his mm-hmm. um, <laughs> three for one combo or whatever. I'm not going to lie to this to this day when I go to Buffalo Wild Wings because they don't serve many local craft beers. Yeah, that's kind of my default to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. So if I'm B Dubs, yeah. I'm typically a Blue Moon guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would see, I mean, there's... Only a beat I mean, you're on You're on the interstate, and, and you don't, you stop and get food, and you got the Applebee's or the or the chilies. That's all you got. So yeah. you got... Mm-hmm. Sam Adams or Blue Moon is Sam pretty Adams. much is your go-to. <laughs> yep. And people love to hate Sam Adams, and some people love to love Sam Adams. And I'm a... He, it's like a go-to, man. It's like a go-to at any kind of... When your your grandmother gets you the the gift card to Applebee's or or Chili's for or takes you out to dinner with your parents and it's Chili's or Applebee's. Well, well, it comes back to that quality and that consistency, and and I I think that's the important thing. Like I mean, and I would even give Mill Creek credit for this too, is that when you have that, I think people know it just by taste, mm-hmm. and you can you can taste that flavor, you can taste that quality, and it makes you want to come and have more of it. Or no, it's like like I was telling you earlier. It's it's a good something that I know that if there's nothing else there, I know it's a good fallback. Yeah, that I can have at any time. Well, she has joined us. Oh, hello, Rachel. <laughs> Hi. Well, come on, come in. You, you didn't know you were going to be on the podcast, did you? <laughs> yeah. Come on, speak into. You can um, you can come over to this microphone. Microphone. Come over this way. You're you're on the podcast, um, and Welcome. so we had a manly moment. <laughs> Welcome. I'm nervous. <laughs> no reason to be nervous. Thank you. Um, we had a kind of a man moment on the podcast, but we haven't figured out the correct way to, to signal to one another whether we need to go to the bathroom. So we need to, you need to teach it's, us. It's important. When you're drinking beer for an entire 45 minutes, um, sometimes the signal. bladder tells you. So what's you the signal for go? bathroom in sound language? All right. Take your pointer finger. Pointer finger. Put pointer it finger. on your nose. nose. That's it? That's, that's it? That, well, that means pee. Do you really want me to... Does that really mean pee? Yeah. Pee? I don't know. What, what is the other one? Is it more complex and entertaining to watch? <laughs> um, well, you take two thumbs up. Uh-huh. And you stick one thumb in one hand and pull it down. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's brilliant. I, I, I guess, Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I mean, you could do... Solid or liquid. <laughs> if you really want to. So, so, so when you, when you, and, and just, just for those who couldn't see that, when she pulled the thumb down out of her other hand, the, um, the fingers, like spirit fingers, moved spirit down. Fingers, yeah. That's for liquid. That's Solid, you just keep it hard. That's. Uh, we had a sign, a sign language <laughs> lesson on the podcast. We, right we have getting educated. Getting educated. Yeah. So um, from now on, when we're we're recording, I'm doing this. Or if I go, that means it's going to take a long time. <laughs> 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 I'm 
We now know that's awesome. Thank you, Thank Rachel. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you for the um, um, the guest appearance on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Y'all enjoy your beer. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. So that's that's awesome. So you just got educated on from now on when um, uh, now now I don't have to say anything and you don't have to tell me anything. You just do this, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which makes a lot of sense. sense. I guess so. No, F- no. Finger to the nose makes a lot of finger sense. Finger to the nose means you got to pee. So now I know this means pee. Uh, from now on, when I, when I see Nick in a bar, I'm going to go, and I'm going to put, put my finger <laughs> on my nose. He knows what's going on. You just have to educate the person in the hot seat. <laughs> exactly. Just by the way, this is true. This is, this is. We, have a, we have a signal. If you need to go pee, just put your finger to your nose. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Or do the thumb thing, but that looks, it's really, um, really intensive. So. I mean, I, anyways, but I guess we don't want to yeah. keep him and no, from his no, no, no. We, much we've longer. had a great time. Um, yeah, it's been what, a lot of fun, guys. What, what uh, final, final kind of closing statements you want to say about uh, you, about yourself, about Knoxville, about uh, uh, Mill Creek? Which okay, I'm gonna have a little bit of a, um, a, a, a mission right here. I kept on calling it Mill River because that's where Sarah Nevada is. Yeah, do you, you guys get that a lot? Uh, surprisingly, uh, especially like Knoxville for whatever reason, I've gotten a lot of people that are like Mills River, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I want to call it Mills River. I've I've called it, I've I've texted it once or twice, um, because of what's worse than Nevada is, which is not a good thing to be mixed up with. No, it's really, not a bad thing to be. No, mixed it's not a bad thing, not. DJ. Um, yeah, the <laughs> I did have a doing an event not too long ago, and uh, it was at a local bar, and they. Put up a, a Facebook post and there was a picture of the brewery, except for it wasn't our brewery. <laughs> it was a tiny little brew pub up in, in Philadelphia or, or somewhere in Pennsylvania. Patty's Pub. Mill Creek Brewing Company. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't see them as a threat. I mean, it's like you're a small brewing company. There's no reason, like, we're not competing. Like, why would we make you change yeah. your name? Yeah. Yeah, we've trademarked Mill Creek Brewing Company, but. Like why would we want to, we don't want to ruin your life just because you're two dudes and a but it was hilarious that we were like that's the one time wait, you're wait, like hey. wow yeah that backfired <laughs> all I've got to say <laughs> it sounds like um, that brewery in Michigan and Mills Creek brewery owners need to have lunch yeah right? we do that <laughs> for sure for sure I'm just saying if you know what I'm talking about oh, so, yeah because uh, I think it was Woodshed um, we actually had another brewery um, come to us and give us a cease and desist on one of our beer names oh geez you know, also so like they were big they, we didn't compete with them um, but you know it's like that's we're starting to see more of that and that's going to be a really interesting kind of addition to the beer world I think in the near future you know you had the whole Bell's Innovation Brewing yeah. and, you know it Intellectual property, man. It's gonna be. Well, I'm just hoping. I mean, I think, I'm hoping the, the craft beer industry kind of stays friendly for the most part. Mm-hmm. I can I understand blatant trademark infringements and stuff, but I yeah. think this this is one of the industries that that's that's been different than most. Where it's been like, I mean, it's been a let's go for the greater cause and let's yeah. rise mm-hmm. these eyes, raise all ships, ships, and hey. I think almost a uh, a friendly phone call would almost um, mm-hmm. um, solve most issues. But but I, like like I said, I don't know how the 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 cease and desist on woodshed stopped. But if it stopped in a friendly, we just, phone call. we just changed it. Yeah, just okay. You know, because it's like what stupid stupid for us to try to fight. Like yo, you want to bring some lawyers? Like cool, we'll just change it. Like. Yeah. It's a really dumb way to spend some money. Exactly. And I'm into that. I mean, yeah, you could spend money on good beer. Yeah. And and, and, and that's why that's why buy another fermenter for that. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows my love and passion for Alliance because I've got mm-hmm. connections there. But that's I love the the fact that they're just in, they're just being simple. They're yeah. Alliance mm-hmm. IPA, Alliance Belgian, Alliance mm-hmm. names that you can't really can't trademark. Right. Yeah. And I think they're just going simple with that because you know what they just they want it to be about beer not the name and i think yeah. that's kind of simple these are mm-hmm. the more simplistic names it's more yeah. about the name or not more about the beer than the name yeah you know and it, i think definitely in like nashville where it's a little more established 
you know, half the people don't even know the names. You're just like, I, just give me the blue one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like that, that's like fine. It. I don't care if you know the name of the beer. Just yeah. like you know which one you like. And that's exactly. Yeah. What it comes down to. Cool. Um, yeah, man. Well, yeah. but I mean, glad, it, uh, well, Nick, where can people get Mill Creek right now in Knoxville? In Knoxville, Food City has both the Landmark and the Little Darling. Uh, Ingalls has all four. Um, around town, like bars and things, you can Trailhead right down the road, actually, from us yeah. right now. Joe, fortunate, awesome guy, is uh, great guy. He's got a bunch of our package. He's got a, actually we're on draft right now. Mm-hmm. Little nice. darling, nice. Um, um, hops and hollers. I just knocked over the market. You know what I think we should do though? Well, well, I'm thinking about it right now. The outro of the podcast needs to be "Little Darling" by Kelsey's Woods. <laughs> okay okay i'll make it happen make that happen i'll make that like happen <laughs> so so, wh- so where else you said trailhead yeah trailhead joe's great over there big supporter um hops and hollers on the other side of town um beer and beer market kind of the three tap room you know package. slash package um yeah. you know and then we're slowly kind of making inroads into bars um central flats and taps has us um West Hills. Right, Central Flats. Flats. Oh, well, I'll yeah. be there for a big soccer match this weekend, so Sweet. make sure be, that might be my go-to. Yeah, there my you soccer go. Match. Should do it. Yeah, I'm a soccer guy, so hell yeah. So man, you. Woo. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, you know, Sutries. They've been a really big supporter as well. Cool. Um, you know, it's we're so new that it, you know. Part of me wants it to be everywhere, but at the same point, it's like you know. I mean, I, we so don't need. To I mean, be, that's that's a yeah. good that's a good slew of places, a, a lot of really good selection and opportunity to get it. So yeah, cool. Our, uh, very cool. Um, our, our one of our kind of standard questions is like, yeah. what's coming in the horizon? Almost, you're so new. I don't know if, if that's a good question. It's like, what's well, what's tomorrow? We, we uh, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have a new car soon. Well, I'm gonna have a new car soon. It's pretty sweet. Ready for Mill Creek. Uh, no, but, you know, we, we opted not to bring in any seasonals um, just because we wanted people to get familiar with the, the four before yeah. we start throwing a wrench into it. And um, actually, Sutries, we did bring in our, our coffee oatmeal stout, our winter seasonal, mm. gave it to them because they were our first event, kind of the, the OG launch event. There you go. Like, yeah, well, well, we'll get I'm, you a okay. yeah. Um But no, we're, uh, we'll probably hold off for a while. Maybe this summer we'll start seeing some seasonals. Um, Got some interesting plans, maybe some some Berliner Goza fruited things, maybe a maybe a big IPA. Yeah, yeah. Who keep knows? us keep us. Yeah. Uh, oh. um, we'll see. Keep us of, uh, aware of what's going on. Maybe we can do mm-hmm. podcasts in the future. Yeah, yeah I'd love to. Live. Yeah, yeah, do one live, or I mean, definitely, we'd love to come to Nashville, talk to yeah. the brewers, yeah. the owners. We'll I mean, gladly put you in touch with everyone you need to talk to. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, have we, have a, we have a history of female brewers on the podcast. We, we do, yeah. and <laughs> a big fan of having women in brewing. It's, it's surprisingly rare, Yeah, and it's really cool to see, yeah. to see them evolve. Something well, that, that, so. needs not, that needs not to be rare. rare Agree. Rare. No. Agree. That's Agree. double negative. We need to do a woman. It's, it's so hard to say. I want to say women in beer, <laughs> but there's a group. In Knoxville, called Women in Beer. Yeah. And then there's also yeah, the mean, Pink Boots. So, females that happen to brew beer. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> or work in other portions of the industry. <laughs> or work in other portions well, of the industry. And, um, I, and I, before I met him, like got to know him, I had met his wife several times. Yeah. Who works um, on the, the, the draft and the quality control side. She does. So, I'm hoping yeah. to have her on soon. Um, I think mm-hmm. she might be mad at me right now because I talked to her. <laughs> Um, um, in a um, less than um, uh, normal state um, at a local brewery. You never, no, never. And I was like, yeah, I needed you on the podcast, and I ended up having you on the podcast first because um, you were launching the new beer in town, and I wanted to have you on. But um, I would like oh. to get you guys back on both and um, yeah. hash out quality control and just Ooh. have a quality control episode. Oh, that would be, I mean, yeah, be fun. Know, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> now is your wife doing um something with jordan or am i thinking of somebody else jordan no jordan skeen am i thinking of the right person no you're uh, i know who you're talking about did um from was that saw works and yeah went to yes. oscar blues now she's okay. at oscar um, blues yeah 
Okay. Kind of different side of quality control. Okay, okay. I was um, just curious. I know. Like, it's like the draft systems yeah, and the lines like and stuff. Line cleaning, like maintenance, like the things that, when it comes oh, down to it, the, okay. you, know, you can make a great product. Still really important. When the dude down the street's pouring it on a line that haven't been cleaned in 10 years, like, yeah. having been on that side, you see some shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pardon my French. No, no. you're fine. You're fine. See mushrooms growing out of couplers. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like things that I, you're like, why I do just, I still drink craft beer? I just I don't cringed. Know. Uh, but I mean, I guess any last words on behalf of Mill Creek or behalf of you? I, 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 I said that I said that 20 minutes ago, but we got on conversations. It's excited yeah. to be in town, man. It's, it's been well received, and you know, I appreciate y'all having me. Like this was a lot yeah. of fun. Thank you. Look forward to. Drink some more beer with you guys. Yeah. Where can we? Um, so we we talked about where we can find Mill Creek. Yes. In reality, where can we find it in virtual reality? Where can we find you online, social media, Mill all that? MillCreekBrewingCo.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a Twitter or anything or that social media, uh, the social yes, media page? Yes, um, I think it's just Mill Creek. Are you going to do anything, any, east, anything, anything East Tennessee Pacific or just? You can find me on uh, Mill Creek Nick. On Instagram, okay. and find me on Facebook. Always doing fun stuff. I'm trying to get the word out there. So. Yeah. yeah, come we'll, have some we'll beers with to, me. We'll hope to get the word out for there. Help get the word Absolutely. out there for you. If you're lucky, I'll buy you a beer. There yeah. you go. Excellent. All right. I, I might be following this guy around every day, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. But anyway, I don't know where my weekly budget went. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. So Alrighty, great. So hey, it's been fun. It's been this fun. is cool. It's what? Stay humble. And try new beers. Uh, I gotta ride this <laughs> you time. Did. That's awesome. Woo! All right. And uh yeah, this That's has it. been the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you, man. So mm. much. Thank you guys. This is a lot of fun. I'm down in the bottom.